0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: What's up, Paddle and Fin listeners? This is your host, Brian, from The OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Or's second annual catch-and-release charity tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers together can help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m. Goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. TourneyX has waived the fees. You can sign up on X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler, an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together, and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com, go to the store tab. You buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that, donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event. Um, That's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations. So get signed up, guys. Jackson's trying to reach 100 anglers. I think it's an easy way for us to achieve, even if you can't fish it. It's 20 bucks, guys. Let's help out. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts Josh Eldridge and Brian Schiller, where we cast our final opinion on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% off your jig order. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is the final cast segment. I'm Brian. And I'm
2: Josh. Yeah, buddy. I've got Brian sitting here with me tonight. Yeah. Sitting sitting in the Paddle and Fin Podcast studio. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't what you thought it would be, huh? Not at all. <laughs> it's even more glorious than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Sure is. A.K.A. the basement.
2: Yeah. Kind of reminds me of my spot, too. Personally. I have a lot of uh, board up around mine, as well. Peg board? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a cool panel and fence sticker yet, but we're working on that. Yeah, eventually we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get a banners. How about banners? Banners sound good, right? We could do banners. Yeah, let's do that. We could do that. So uh what are we gonna talk about this evening? Well we talked bounced a couple ideas off um <clears throat> today and yesterday. We were throwing Cody's uh Cody Jennings jigs out from Jig Master. Um I had a lot of success with them. Um, I really liked them, and also I got to get in the Jackson Big Rig FD. Um, I've had my eye on the boat for you know this past season, and from fishing the tournaments and stuff on the lakes, I kind of realized that the Coos HD is just not really made for open water in a way. Yeah, yeah right. I mean it is, but it's it's doable, but. I had a lot of frustrations because, you know, on tournament day, you're out there and you are fishing in elements. And, you know, early in the season, especially in Ohio, our weather was really bad. So, with that, I learned that it got real frustrating trying to stay in one place. So, um, I came down or came up to Illinois to visit Brian this weekend. So, we're both down here, obviously, recording a podcast in his basement. And so... With that being said, I had reached out to Brian and said, hey, should I bring the Coos HD? And he said, no, man, we'll go to Rocktown. We'll hook you up. You can try out some different boats. So I got pretty excited. I got to uh, get in a Liska also. We took a river trip of the day that, uh, well, not the day I got here, but the, the next morning. So um, I got to paddle the Liska and then got in a big rig yesterday and today. So um, I was impressed with both boats. So we'll, we'll go into more detail with that. So.
1: You want to start with the boats or the jigs first?
2: Let's talk about the jigs.
1: Yeah, so I, I, you know, I have never thrown Cody's jigs. I'm a big jig fisherman. Um, It was unique because we were fishing around structure and uh, some sunken trees and things like that. And, you know, there was a couple times I got hung up, but, you know, every time I got it unstuck, you know. And I think a lot of that has to do with that head design of his. Um the one thing that was weird to me was like the way that that head is designed it's almost like a triangle shape right and so when you're reeling it up through the water and even pulling it through the water it's got a different feel so to speak than like a normal football jig or something that i normally throw and that's just the resistance of the water you know or the head going moving through the water so it was a little different to adjust to that, but other than that, I mean, um, you had the success on the jig. I mean, I was throwing a shaky head most of the day, but uh, yeah, I mean, colors, he's got a, a
2: pretty cool assortment of colors. What was the one you were throwing? I don't remember the name, but I remember the the pattern. Well, the first day I threw that one, I had purple and green and i think a little bit of black and it had some silver flake in it i think um and that one got bit real well and um i ended up losing it um and then i just grabbed whatever i had oh i mean it happened to be one that was blue and and brown and i think it had some green in it too but it had black flake in it and that one produced fish too and um Brian kept giving me a hard time saying – because I wasn't getting bit as much as Brian, but I think that had to do with Brian knowing uh, the better spots to throw in. Um, He was getting thrashed on the shake he had. He had what? Not a ribbon tail. You had a trick worm on it? Yeah, a trick worm. And he kept saying, hey, man, you need to throw this bait. And I got the winning ticket right here. (laughs) And I just refused to do it. Man, I wanted to throw to Jake. And I'm I'm really – I really like fishing the bottom. I think that's just also from river fishing. Yeah. You know, so I'm used to bouncing rocks and that sort of thing. So throwing in those trees, isn't something I've done actually really very often. I haven't ever found trees like that in the water. You know I mean? I've thrown at like exposed stumps, you know, like it, like Creek mouse, that sort of thing in lakes, but sure. not like purposely sunk trees by the locals, you know, creating fish habitat, that sort of thing. So, I really like the jig head design. Um, I haven't thrown a lot of football heads in my life. And so when I when you were talking about the resistance, I'm thinking that you're used to feeling more water resistance and that triangle head design makes it almost feel like it's almost not there at times until you hit the structure. And then once you hit the structure, you know, you're, it, it, it bounces over it real well. It came through a lot. I mean, I got snagged up, but that's gonna happen when you're fishing that scenario like that. I mean, dude, yeah. we were fishing some huge trees that were yeah. sunk. I mean, it literally looked like there was a tree growing out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean,
1: I've fished some bodies of water um, this year where, you know, that was the case. It was sunk in trees. You know, it was a valley, trees growing, and then they flooded it. Yeah. And, you know, this is a little bit of the opposite, but it's very similar, right? right. All those trees had branches, things like that. But, um, you know, the, the way that that head is designed, it's, it's very cool because it's, it almost like it helps prevent it from getting hung up in between that stuff, like a football head or something like that would, um, you know, I was throwing a three eighths ounce and normally I throw a half, um, you know, and that's when you got some bites on the, on the jig i would already had a uh Kytec half o- half ounce football finesse jig on and i got hung up with that more than i did with cody's jig
2: yeah
1: you know so um very cool very different
2: and it's a and it's a true stand-up jig too you know yeah. a lot of those yeah. jigs kind of they have that hook and it's laying flat that thing sticks straight up in the air it's got a screw lock actually around um, the base of the hook where it's entering into the uh, the lead itself. Um, it's a little tricky to kind of try to get that screwed on. You almost have to kind of fold the bait over onto itself to kind of screw it on. But Did you lose any plastics from the fish you caught? I lost um, one, but that, that was, was after multiple bites. Yeah, right? I had multiple bites on it. And it got to the point that it was hanging off so bad that when I would get bites, it was literally the fish were just picking up the plastic and pulling it. They weren't biting down on the hook at all. So yeah. um, I think that I ended up, I, I picked it out of the water, that um, that jig, and I looked at it, and literally there was only maybe like two centimeters of plastic left right. that was holding it on. So, and I could tell that's that had to have been happening because the last couple bites I had gotten, man, it was just literally like pick up, drop it, picking it up, drop it. And so I'm assuming they probably were feeling the weight of the, uh, jig at that point. So, um, I switched out and everything was fine after that. So yeah, right on. I think I had a, um, a reaction innovations on the first one and that one got tore up pretty Or No, I, that one got lost when I lost the jig. And then, so I tied on a strike or is it striking makes it a rage menace? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. And, um, and then I ended up dipping the claws and some chartreuse just to give it a little contrast. And, uh, it worked, also, man. I caught some really nice fish. Uh, Brian's got some really hoss bass down here. That's like, crazy. I mean, I caught a 17 that had to weigh every every bit of four pounds easy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a long fish, but it was wide. It was big. And Brian hooked up with a 19 yesterday, and uh, I lost a lot of fish. Um, I'm learning that it is hard to. Hook set sitting down with jigs, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to do, man. It's not that easy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I kind of attributed to, I had my seat up, I was sitting really upright. So when I would hook set, my rod butt would get kind of caught, caught up, up in my there. PFD yeah. and so I leaned the seat back some, and I think that helped a little bit, but I don't know when I, I lost probably six, seven fish at the boat that yeah. came off. Spit the hook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you were getting
1: some decent hook sets. Maybe sometimes you were setting it a little too hard, and it was ripping part of their lip. Oh, okay. And it had a little bit of a opening there, right? So when they would jump out of the water, they would kind of spit it or okay. come out. So. That makes sense. Um, but, I mean, then again, too, you know, with a... Well, you were using the thin wire hook, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that... It, I don't
1: know if that would play a role in it or not. That's an interesting
2: well, topic, I know conversation there. Yeah, I know that Cody and Kurt, like Kurt helped Cody design that. Kurt Spitz did, I think. And their thought process was to make it easier to hook set, obviously, on a kayak as opposed to a bass boat. Because, I mean, if you think about it, when you're on a bass boat, you're standing fairly at a high angle so your hook sets yeah. are going to be stronger as opposed to sitting down you know with that low angle to the water it's going to be a little bit different so i think that's what the light wire design is but at the same time i think if you pair that with what you just stated in regards to my hook sets were too hard i think that comes from fishing in the rivers yeah, you know, yeah. with small mouth, have such a bony mouth man i'm used to you know having to swing for the fences sometimes with that and you know i think looking back hindsight on some of the tournaments i've done that i've lost fish is probably why you know i've fished ned rig and i've hooked that probably too hard and that's even smaller you know diameter type of wire sure it's gonna come out real easy especially when you got lead directly connected to it like that you know right all right, right. Yeah, yeah i mean
1: it i mean the jigs perform And you could definitely tell that they were standing up and not rolling over. Yeah. You know, and I even looked at it when we were up in shallow water just to see, you know, how it kind of skittered through the water a little bit as you were working it. That's just something I like to do. And, um, yeah, every time man, just sat right on that flat piece of lead. So, very cool. Good stuff, man. And Uh, he's got
2: tons of colors. If you guys check out his website... Um, I think Ryan talked to him, and they were talking about how simple his website is. It's not like over the top or anything like that, but he has a huge color selection, and it's it's pretty impressive. They got really cool um, and unique kind of designs as far as like the color schemes go, you know, and um, they got some good names with them too, so. Check out the website jigmasters.com man if you guys are interested in ordering i recommend them like for me i'm new to jig fishing this year it's the first year i mean i've fished them occasionally here and there but this is the first year that i kind of committed saying hey i'm gonna i'm gonna throw some jigs this year i want to start fishing deeper and just learn how to do it properly and to be honest these kind of jigs kind of take out that le- a little bit of a learning curve with it in my opinion so yeah no for sure um
1: definitely helps definitely helps um yeah i don't know i mean i've i've fished jigs for a long time i've always been a football jig type of guy um i think just the fact that those jigs stand up all the time is going to increase your bite um instead of those you know that jig falling over and a fish trying to suck it up off the bottom yeah Whereas they can kind of come at the top of it and grab it and take off with it. So, I mean, yeah. Well,
2: um, the ones that we were throwing, actually, <laughs> are technically the flipping jigs. And yeah. he has football head jigs, too, that stand up, too. Yeah. They have a yeah, flat yeah. bottom on them. Right. And we didn't even we didn't even throw those. But I, I, would have, I would have probably had a lot of trouble throwing those in there just because of what we were tossing. Those trees were pretty massive. And there was a lot of them and a lot of branches. And, you know, you would you would hit into one of those trees, man, and you could feel like where you're on the bottom and then you hit a branch. And then as you're bringing it up out of the water, it's hitting another branch and then another branch. Yeah, I right. mean, there was times I got hung up and I thought I was way down in the water and I go to yank it out and it it's was only right six inches under the water and came <laughs> shooting out. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a different animal fishing out there around those sunken trees for sure. And if you've never done it before, it's, it's a cool experience, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think you had a lot of fun. You landed a lot of nice fish. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess
2: I had a little bit of an advantage, but... You did. You killed me. <laughs> you showed me up. I had to buy ice cream. <laughs> it's Brian's bet for everything now. You gotta buy ice cream if I beat you at fishing.
1: <laughs> hey, man. Who
2: doesn't like an ice cream cone? Right. <laughs> Especially mean. the extra large one that you got.
1: Oh, man. But... uh yeah, I guess, uh, you know, let's segue into the boats, man. So, what were your thoughts on the Liska?
2: The Liska was different than what I thought. I've i seen them, and, but I've seen Jay in his, but I never got a chance to paddle it. Uh, I've seen it at Loveland, um, but I've never been in one, never sat in one. So, um The first thing I noticed about it when we had them side by side when we take them off the trailer was um, it appears that the Liska is wider um, but I think Jay told me that both boats are 34 inches wide but I think with the Liska has this flatter looking profile to it and that it just makes it appear that it's slightly wider it almost seemed like it might be shorter too I'm not 100% sure it seemed a little bit shorter and a little bit of wider. so I, I really like the hatch on it. Um, I have an older Coos HD. Um, and it's got this round hatch to it and I don't know. It's just, um, I was never a fan of the, that year's, um, hatch system that they had. It just was real kind of flimsy. Like if you had it open, you feel like it would want to like twist off almost. It was just kind of weird, but seems more of a solid design. Um, i did what was it rockfish i think it was a rockfish color it's a cool color Um, i'm not into red boats but you know it it looks good so well i
1: just pulled up the specs on this and they're both 34 inches wide the kusa hd is 12 foot 6 and the liska is 12 foot 1 okay
2: so a little bit different in the length (laughs) I, well, to be honest though, my boat I think actually was a little bit shorter. I think they've actually lengthened out the Coos HD, the new ones, than what it used to be. If I remember correctly, mine might have been only 12.3 back in 2015, I think. Huh. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, when we reviewed the Coos HDs before, I, um, I think we found out that they might have lengthened them out a little bit. I'm not positive on that though, but... Um as far as performance on the water, um, I really liked it. It was a really easy boat to turn. It, it does really well in the river. Um I know Jay likes it even in the in lakes. You know, he brought it to mm-hmm. Cowan when we did the Ohio meetup and you know, um it it's a nice boat, man. Super stable. I didn't have any issues standing up in it at all. And you know, um the only thing I could say maybe is this seat just was a little uncomfortable for me, but that might just be because, you know, I'm just used to sitting in my boat, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that could have just attributed that, but, um, overall I wasn't uncomfortable or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's got very similar foot pegs to the QHD HD. Um, you know, I, I literally thought that that boat was just a, like a little bit of a scaled down version of the Q S H D, HD, but it's kind of its own different boat, man. It, um, it's nice and it paddles quick. It, um, it's like I said, it's super stable. It didn't have that. You know, we talked about the Q S H D HD has that, that secondary point for yeah. where you can rock it real far and it like, and it levels itself out. I noticed with the list, it's not like that. And I think that's you know with the design of the hull is a little bit different and how i said it has that flatter profile it seemed to be balanced that that point comes up quicker you know where if you're rocking it back and forth it kind of levels itself out real quick so
1: sure yeah i still have yet to paddle the liska uh i spent some more time in the coos hd on the river um but I I was just looking at some other specs on these two. They're both they both weigh the exact same. Yeah. Um, I think the capacity in the Liska is a little less by like fifty pounds. But I think you know why they look so different is those sidewalls uh, on the Kusa are much higher than they are on the Liska. Yeah. So, um, what do you think of the Kusa? Oh, I love the
2: Kusa. Yeah. I mean, that boat turns on a dime. Yeah. You know, so. Aliska does too. Like, I, you know, to be honest, I didn't really tell much of a difference as far as turning performance. It tracks real well. It, you know, it's just as quick yeah. as the Kusa HD. So, yeah. smooth paddling
1: boat. But, uh, you know, fast forward to later on that day. We swapped out the Liska for a big rig HDFT.
2: Yes, we did. And uh, That was your first time in a pedal drive, right? Um no. I fully fishing out. Fully fishing, yeah. Um I've pedaled around in uh in Jared's at the demo when we did the, the meetup and stuff and so I got in it. The boat's huge. I mean Everybody knows it weighs a lot too, but I mean, it, that comes with the big rig and I mean, you are adding a drive system and everything to it, it's going to be even heavier. Um, it, it took a little bit of getting used to when I got in it, as far as just the whole pedaling aspect and, you know, having steering control with the rudder. So it took me a little bit to get used to, but overall though, man, the comfort of that boat is second to none, man. I, I love the seat. Um, you know, I felt good in it. Like it, once I got, you know, the whole pedaling and steering down, uh, I fell in love with it, man. I hadn't been in a boat like that. I found a lot of things a lot easier about fishing because of it, you know? Yeah. Um, like we were talking about before though. Well, I, I'm so used to paddling and I kind of sit fairly upright. And because of that, when I had adjusted my seat that way, um, I felt like I kept having my knees like really up too yeah, close up to as chest. I am pedaling. Yeah. So I had to actually lean the seat back. And that actually, you know, and I it that took a while to kind of figure that out. I, that's why I was thinking I was having some bad hook sets at first too because I was sitting too close up. But also in the actual pedaling motion, man, I was like, this is kind of a pain in the butt. And I was like, well, I didn't want to scoot back anymore because I was afraid then I couldn't reach, you know, like all the way to kind of keep a smooth, uh, rotation with the drive. So m- making that, just like leaning that seat back a little bit, is kind of weird for me. I'm not used to sitting back like that. I see a lot of guys who do sit back like that. Yeah. Um, in their boats. And now I understand why at first I'm like, why does everybody look like they're sitting in a recliner? You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's really right. weird to me. I'm right. like, and then I got it when I'm sitting there pedaling. I'm like, dude, I'm about to knee myself in the nose at any moment, but I, I make an adjustment here. So, um, What I really, really enjoyed about that boat is when we got out and we fished originally in the beginning half of that day, uh, it wasn't very... Well, it got windy on the river, but it seemed to calm down a little bit on the lake, and then it picked back up again, though, and that's where that boat really had me sold was just and this would be really for any pedal drive was just making adjustments and being able to stay in the spot a a lot easier man if i was in my kusa i'd have been all over that lake and it would have been really really frustrating really quick and you know that's where these big stable pedal drive boats really outshine the competition man it's just you know quick adjustments you know the boat i mean as far as like it, it, it turns like a yacht though, <laughs> like yeah. it, it takes some space to get turned around, you know. And uh, hopefully, we'll we might see some, you know, maybe improvements with that. You know, I've heard a lot of people upgrade their steering, and there's, uh, I think, was it Boondocks is making a rudder system that everybody's picking up now, yeah. and yeah. you know, they're saying it's it makes a big difference as well. Uh, the boat I had happens to have the two-bladed prop, so I don't know what the difference is that everybody's talking about with the three versus the two, but I know the two's supposed to be a lot better. Um, what did we do? What On the way back to the dock tonight, we decided to pedal as hard as we could, and we hit 5.2. 5.2 on yeah. it. Yeah, and that's I did that on the first time, you know, being new to it. Yeah. So, it, you know, you can definitely get it up and moving. I don't know how long you can really sustain it. No, no, no. <laughs> but, Two
1: out of shape guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, that's got the upgraded prop 2.0 on it. So, I mean, that makes a huge difference uh, in the FD drives compared to the old three-blade prop. You know, um, I think the old three-blade prop, maybe if you pedaled that hard, maybe 4.2, something yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, it's interesting, man. I, you know, I've seen Jay Randall fish out of his big rig this year um the stability of it's ridiculous um the turning kind of lacks you know just because it's such a big boat yeah but like you said that boondocks rudder uh supposedly makes a difference you know and let's compare that to what i was fishing out of you know the blue sky angler 360 i mean yeah Uh, I think I was doing a little jig dance on the very front deck. We've got video. We'll have to
2: put that video up on the podcast website. Yeah,
1: but, uh, (laughs) you know, that thing is just, so the big rig is 40 inches wide. The blue sky is 47 inches wide, Yeah. but you know, I got catamaran style haul, you got a rocker type haul. So, you know, it's a little bit different there, but, um, you know both boats being as big as they are like you said we were pedaling super hard in you know 5 miles an hour that's pretty ridiculous yeah a normal steady pedal like when we were pedaling out to the spot um we we're doing like 4 4.2 yeah. so and that's just a you know a steady cadence paddle or pedal yeah um out there which you know
2: is is pretty unique man i mean speaking of that now with the blue sky versus the big rig i don't i wanted to get your opinion on this i forgot to ask you when we were out there but when you're pedaling that do you have the sensation that like when you're like you're pushing forward and when that foot reaches its furthest point that it's having trouble kind of coming a pause back? Yeah. yeah 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 i think that's uh it every pedal drive i've been in
1: it seems like you hit that pause. Yeah. And it's just because of the way you're pedaling. It's not like you're in a, on a bike where you're pedaling down. You're pedaling out in front yeah. of you. And I think that's why you hit that pause. Um, I know I've pedaled uh, the uh, uh, Native Watercraft Titan 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Jacob Ruff. Pedaled his boat once. Had that same pause. Um else have i pedaled oh the old town predator same pause yeah and that drive same thing it's out in front of you same thing with the propel drive and the titan um so yeah i think it's just the way you're sitting and the way you're you're pushing on those pedals
2: is the the 360 angler do the same thing oh yeah yeah. yeah i hit a pause there i wonder if this would be a bad or good idea like so I wonder if they put a strap system on those pedals. Would that be unsafe also in your opinion?
1: Uh, I don't know if it would necessarily be unsafe. Um I like the option of them being open just because like when you're fishing and you want to reposition, you can just plop your feet on there and do like one quick pedal. Yeah. Like today in the wind mm-hmm. when it was coming across, I'd point my boat pointing into the wind. And as I started to move back a little bit, I just give it one quick turn. Yeah. You know, drop my feet back down or two quick turns, whatever. Um, I don't know that I would like a strap around the pedal. That uh, makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean,
2: I can see what you're saying because you do want to be able to take your feet on and off. And if you have a strap on there like they do on like an exercise equipment, yeah. bike. Yeah, you know that would be kind of a pain. But I was just trying to think. I was like, I wonder how that could be eliminated—that pause like that. It's just—I don't think
1: it would be eliminated even if you put the straps on there. Yeah, I think it's just the the nature of your body and the the motion that you're going through when you're pedaling forward like that. Yeah. Um, like I said, you're not pedaling down like a bicycle. You're pedaling out in front of you, so your leg is extending out. What I've learned too to make that pause less move your seat a little bit closer yeah because typically what i see a lot of guys do is they'll have their seat moved back so when their leg is fully extended that's at the full extension of the pedal whereas if you still have a little bit of bend in your knee Mm -hmm. as you're going through that motion you won't hit that pause as much
2: gotcha so yeah it's kind of alleviated a little bit by like kind of pointing my toe forward yeah, yeah 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 like so that way the pedal would kind yeah. of i'd be still kind of pushing Swooping down on down. it as opposed to my foot being tilted back yeah so but um as far as the layout of the boat um i there's a lot of stuff i really liked about it it's spacious um uh if, like for my black packet i have to kind of readjust stuff for it but that's no big deal you know i'd have to change the, the way the rod holders were because it was set up for the kusa which is a different um, design in that back area, um, in the, that well area. It's it's more wide than it is long. And then the Cusa, it's longer, not that wide. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about that boat is it has aluminum gear tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's just, it's it's obviously, they're just, they they're seem more heavy duty, more, you know, susceptible to accepting abuse and... You know, when we were out there, man, I had an issue where when we were uh, we were out there fishing for pike, and I had gotten bit off. Yeah, I had some line, and I hadn't tied it off on there. And I had actually kind of back. I think at some point I backed over that line. It come out of the guides and went out of the boat, and <clears throat> it had yanked on my um, transducer arm. Yeah, and actually, literally popped that little guide bolt that's on the uh, switch switchblade. On the mounting system out of it and it was like oh. just twisted completely sideways man it took a lot of like power to kind of get it unscrewed because it wasn't seated properly nothing wrong with that uh, aluminum yeah track at all man um and what on that point what was really awesome was i was like oh dude this isn't good you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's right. like right. i've got fishing line already wrapped around the prop, <laughs> the prop yeah and the thing I knew though that was good was there wasn't that much line out of the rod. Um, but Jackson has that little hatch right there, man. And yep. all I had to do was pop open that hatch, bring the uh, drive up, and I could literally reach right in there, dude and, and do it. it. And you know, I know that with a lot of these other boats, they don't have that option, man, and you you'd have to get out. like if I would have kept going, man, I would have yanked that rod yep. right out of the holder or snapped it and then could have ruined the drive system. You know, all kinds of bad things could have happened. And, you know, that that made it. I, it took me a little bit of time to get it untangled. I think I actually spent more time trying to get my uh, transducer arm untangled, un- undone. Or no, it was like it was pinned. And it pinned against it, and when it did, it popped that bolt out so it wasn't lined up properly. So trying to unscrew it because it was sitting up like this, oh, yeah. you know, like at an angle kind of. So I spent more time trying to get that thing situated um, than I did untangling the actual line from the prop. I mean, it was only wrapped around maybe like five or six times, and I got it looped out. I actually I cut one side, which happened to be, luckily, the, the side that was going over to my rod. And um then just untangled it a couple times and then I was able to just kind of pull the line gently and have it unwrap. So
1: Yeah, well I had that same trouble because <laughs> yeah. I
2: cast it out and
1: then you caught a fish and I was trying to film Josh. So be on the lookout for something special coming soon. But um you know, I ran over my line, it got wrapped up in the prop, same thing. I just dropped down to my knees on the deck of the blue sky. Pop that hatch open, I was able to unwrap it um, and get it free, get my bait back. I didn't have to cut it. So, I mean, had I cut it, I would have got it done a lot faster, but I didn't want to go through the hassle of all that. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, that's the nice thing about that drive system. That flex drive, you know, not only a... You know, if you run over something, like, there was a couple of spots where those trees came up pretty far in the water. So, if you hit one of those, it'll pop that drive up so you're not breaking the prop.
2: Yeah.
1: But, you know, you get weeds tangled up in your prop, um, fishing line, whatever. You can just pop the drive up, loosen it right there at the deck of the boat. Whereas, like, on the Old Town Predator, you have to take the whole unit up which leaves a big open wide hole in the in the bottom of the boat untangle those weeds drop them down or throw them over the side of the boat and then you know drop the whole unit down lock it back into place which is a couple extra steps plus the open hole um i'm just using them as a as a reference um i know like the native titan You have to pull that drive up through, and the prop's got to be a certain direction, just like the Old Town, whereas it doesn't matter which spot that prop is on the Jackson Drive. It'll come right up through that hole. So, I mean, it it just makes it easier. Um, You know, the Hobie, I've never pedaled that, um, but I know that, I think, like, if you got pretty bad, like, I know those fins are usually pretty good through the weeds, but... If you get a bunch through you got to pull the whole drive up and out and then yeah. clear them off and then drop it back down but you know i don't know i i couldn't speak much on the hobie front you know as far as that goes but for pedal drives you know i've been been in the titan the old town the jackson
2: and by far jackson's my favorite yeah for sure i mean i haven't been in the other one so i wouldn't be able to compare it you know versus old town or anything but um I was impressed with the boat um we were just laughing a few minutes ago we were upstairs and uh, I learned a few months back that I have a slight issue with vertigo yeah and like a lot of times when I'm fishing lakes and we start getting and it starts getting waving we had a lot of pleasure boaters yeah. you know going by us today and it, it and also from the wind it kind of kicked up a little bit and I think if I was in that Kusa though, it'd be a hundred times worse. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that width of that boat really kind of handles the waves a lot better than what I'm used to. And you know, it, it's not nearly as bad as what it normally is. So it's definitely a plus it's, um, it's exactly what I'm looking for. And I had in mind when I got, you know, I got in it and you know, it's a hats off to Jackson, man. It's a great design boat there's a lot of nice features with it. Um, like I like I like the new hatch systems that they they're putting on the boats too with the, the little turn style yeah, yeah yeah um you know everything about that boat I I liked a lot so there wasn't anything that I could say I had any cons really overall I mean it, the, weight's the weight horrible but I mean man you're gonna have to that comes with any of these big pedal drive boats yeah. man it doesn't matter if it's a Hobie I'm I'm sure the Titan weighs a ton like. Yeah,
1: the big rig is uh, 145 pounds with the drive system in it and the um, seat. Yeah. It's 145 pounds. But what Jackson did that was unique with that boat is they sell it as the HDFD. So that boat is technically like a really solid paddling boat as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I know I've never paddled it. I know... um, Jay has, and he's like, dude, as big as that boat is, you wouldn't think that it paddles that smooth. So, without the drive system in it, it's 125 pounds with the seat. So, mm-hmm. it's 20 pounds less. Um, so, you can get it either way. And what's cool about the HD, well, the HDFD fd is um, when you get it, um, if you're going for the paddle version the rudder control is actually in the foot pegs
2: oh really yeah
1: so all it is is two screws on each side to disconnect that uh-huh. um, because i actually we the boat you were in we got in as an hd and then we got the pod separate for the drive right and i put the pod in that boat like i think it took me maybe
2: 20 minutes half hour to swap that yeah. pod out we so, did that Lublin also yeah, man yeah. and uh it's a, it's a cool thing because you could buy that boat and you're like, man, I'm not sure I want you know a, dri- a pedal drive system, and you know if you change your mind, you have that option. And well, not, there's nobody else on the market that's doing that, right? Well, and not only that, but like your
1: situation, right? You fish rivers a lot, yeah. so you could go out with the HD pod in it and fish the river one weekend. The next weekend, you're going out to collin lake to fish a tournament or something you could swap that pot out yeah. in a matter of 20 30 minutes yeah so
2: the only thing like the only thing with the rivers especially where i live we don't have very good you know put-ins and takeouts. yeah so that's the big issue and i you would got see. a seen yeah like i, I recommended down. somebody the other day who asked he's like man what about the big rig FD and I'm like dude it's a solid boat but you know I was like are you into river fishing he's like yeah that's where I'd be putting it because I think it was his only boat and I was like well then you might want to consider a different option because that is a lot of boat to be putting in in some of the bad ramps that we have I mean they're not even ramps sometimes man it's just like
1: Well, I know when when Jay and I were out there, we took out at, uh, what is it, the German club over there, and you got to literally walk up a muddy hill and then walk down like a brick paved path that's a good, you know... 100 yards almost. Yeah, 100, 150 yards, yeah, to the parking lot. Yeah, and
2: when you're... I carried... uh, Chris went with us one time, and he had... Before he got his FD, he had a big rig, just a regular big rig, and I was like, man, I can't stand carrying this thing. Like, <laughs> um, one thing that I want to see, and I think this is a great idea for that boat, and is them to put something what like the 360 has as far as like wheels on it. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be a really good idea for that boat because yeah. it is so heavy, and I think I think that would push. I mean, I know people use sea tugs on it all the time um but even like i have a c-tug for my kusa and even that's a little bit of a pain in the butt to try to get it aligned properly the nice thing about c-tug though is it doesn't always have it doesn't have to be perfect and it's it'll line up fairly easy it doesn't line it might not line up perfect but once you strap it down it has those little, that little, um, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's almost like a paddle. It has hinges sure. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll kind of form to the bottom of your boat. I yeah. I can't tell you how many times I put that on the boat. And it's been sideways, but it still pulls fine. It's sure. still stable. So.
1: Well, here's the thing. And I saw Jay Randall struggle with this when we were up at uh, Madison Chain uh, when I was fishing the KBF tournament. And he was in the big rig and he didn't trailer launch he was uh because he had his rooftop tent on his trailer so he left that set up at the campground and he put the big rig in the back of his truck and then he's got a malone cart and boat ramps are at an angle and he jay pulled his boat out And he'd set that Malone cart down, and then he'd go to lift the back of his boat. And mind you, he had all his gear in there. That boat's 145 pounds without any gear. Yeah. So he had a depth finder, uh, his J-crate, rods, battery, you know, all that stuff. And he'd go to, like, he'd get the cart set up, and then he'd go to lift the big rig up onto that cart, and the cart would roll. (laughs) (laughs) And Jay was like... What the hell? And he'd set the boat down, reposition the cart, go to lift the boat, the cart would move. And like I saw him do that like four times and I literally thought he was gonna push the boat like into the river and downstream, right? And I was just like, man, that's gotta be frustrating. And here I am in the blue sky and I deploy the wheels when I'm in the water.
2: Yeah.
1: So I'll pedal right up to the ramp, jump off the front front porch of that pick up the two handles and i walk right up the hill yeah and then jay's struggling with the cart you know and it's just like oh boy um but so i mean that's the thing like the the wheel idea i think that's genius i know i've seen guys um like rig up boondocks yeah for that thing um but we all i think we've all seen like the kind of damage that can do if that boat's not necessarily structured for that right yeah. um Pulling gear tracks out of the boat, things like that. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It, it would be really cool to see them integrate, like pretty much that same yeah, dolly nice. system as as the Blue Sky, um,
2: which I I
1: think it could be done. I think it could be where too. they run that tube like through the hull of it almost. But then you got the movement of the boat on the tube, whereas the tube on the Blue Sky is part of the frame. Right. Whereas right? you'd have to somehow figure that out, um, like, engineering-wise on how that I'm sure work. it could
2: be done, you know, like, because yeah. it, it's got that whole area. You can even maybe integrate it where it becomes part of the structure of that boat, like, where it's actually helping keeping the boat stronger. It just, you know, whether it's some sort of mounting bracket systems from the inside. Right. But... You know, um, like, yeah, that tubular design, I think it could, if it's engineered right, you could probably almost make it an advantage to make it, like I said before, like making it stronger. Sure. You know, because there's a, there's a rail right there, like a gear yeah. track rail. Yeah. And from what I understand, that helps with the structure of the boat. Right. And so, I mean, it would be even cool, man. You can make that that frame and then have, have a gear track system all the way across on the top yeah. of it too. Yeah you know then you would yeah. take away from that piece that's there because i utilize yeah. that on my kusa yeah, yeah. And i put um i put a, a rod holder there like the uh like the trolley style one that yeah, i put yeah. my net in and then the right. cup holder on the other side yeah so
1: yeah it's interesting thoughts man um i think that's the biggest improvement they can make to that boat um but yeah overall i mean it's it's a great big lake boat yeah you know um like you said it just handles the waves really well and that's one thing like I've seen Jay deal with is you know being in some heavy water that thing handles really really well so
2: and the other thing I liked about it was um standing in it at first I was kind of like man that drive system that would just kind of just in in my head, I had this picture of it just being in a way, like standing, like it wouldn't be roomy enough, and it's fine. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been in a KUS FD to kind of compare how that is, because I've seen somebody in that, and that's that was the thought that I had, where I gained, you know, thought of that even sure. maybe with the big rig. Sure. But it wasn't like that at all. Um, you know, I I once I stood up in it, I'm like, all right, this thing that pedal drive's not in my way. It's not something I gotta worry about.
1: Yeah, so I've spent some time in the KUSA FD, um, and I haven't been in the big rig. So, I mean, I had room to stand um, in the KUSA. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think the pedals necessarily got in the way. I mean, you're not really moving around much when you're standing in a kayak anyways. Um, I mean, tonight I went and stood on the front porch of the Blue Sky. That was just because, you know... There was no wind. And
2: you wanted to dance that jig. Yeah, I wanted to dance my happy (laughs)
1: jig. Yeah, I wanted to dance my happy jig while we were throwing jigs. And, uh, but uh, you know, I was just goofing around, having fun, but very rarely do I get up there. You know, I usually stand right up in my chair, and I'm just standing right there. It's not like I'm moving around a ton, unless I'm going to, like, land a fish or something. I I didn't have my net on me, so
2: um you know i but i usually boat flip fish most of the time yeah i kind of had to do that a little bit well i wasn't boat flipping anything but i was pulling fish up by the line which normally i don't do i didn't i kept forgetting to bring my net yeah but um one thing that i did do too that i normally don't mess with on my coos hd was like turning around yeah like in the seat I mean you could do it in Acusa, it's it's stable enough, but I was able to do it a lot, lot easier in sure. the big rig. Like to get in the back of the black pack and that sort of thing. And you know, it it's definitely uh it's definitely a boat that I'm gonna have to get. You know, I'm looking at you know, trying to get one next year and it's uh I think I'm even gonna try to do a custom color, but I'm excited to have one. It's yeah. um you know, I'll have to make some room in the garage first. But, yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. You know, if you're in the market for a pedal drive, you know, get out there and try it, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing we always preach, man. You know, what, what you like, what I like, and what the next guy likes is going to be three different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just, you know, naming off some pretty simple pros and cons to the boats. And um you know, like I tell everybody that comes into Rocktown, um, there's no such thing as a perfect boat. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a perfect boat for you, right? But yeah. in in hindsight, there's no boat that everybody goes and runs to. That's yeah. why we have so many different brands. You know what I mean? And uh, what what one guy likes, another guy's gonna hate. But you know, um, go out and demo. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Go support your local shop get in a demo day and uh you know see what see what you know we're talking about here you know when it comes to the big rig the KUSA, the titan Yeah, uh, especially the now yeah. you know
2: it's it's discount season man all the new boats will be coming out soon yeah. everybody's going to be putting these di- uh these demo boats all up for sale soon so yeah it's a perfect time to get out there and try them heck yeah but i i want to give a huge shout out to uh rocktown Um, for letting me, you know, try these boats out. So it was, a, it was a good time. I got to meet the guys there. Um, met Travis. Travis was really kind to me and he's like, you know, feel free to take out whatever you want, man. You know? And so I got to paddle two new boats and, you know, loved both of them. You know, both of them were Jacksons. Maybe I should have tried something else brand wise. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Still Jackson.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a cool thing, man. Uh, You know, we got a bunch of demos over there. So when, you know, we were talking about you making the trip out, it just made sense. You know, leave your boat at home. I got plenty of boats here for you to use. So, yeah. um, Yeah. No, thanks for the shout out, man. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. But, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. um, But it's kind of cool to be able to try all those different boats out you know so you know if you're in the market for a kayak go hit up your local dealer and you know schedule a demo day or see if they have one already scheduled and you know like i tell everybody go out and try as many different boats as you can yeah you know so um yeah and you know some i know we do it uh some other companies do it too you know like some of these demo boats like so you're kind of on the fence of one. You can rent out that boat for the day yeah. and actually go put it through the paces and really put it to the test. Fish out of it, fish on the waters you're normally going to fish on, and things and like I, that. And
2: I and I recommend that because I've been in a couple boats just to for like you know 15 minutes right there by wherever your shop's at or you know whatever and. Like I said, man, I didn't really get the full effect of what that boat was until I fished out of it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, you these boats are expensive, you yeah. know, and if you are in the market for it and you're ready to invest for in the one, I would say go rent it. If it costs 50 bucks, it costs 50 bucks, man, or whatever, because it's going to be, it's, you see it all the time i see it on on facebook man there was supposed to i just read before we came down here to record this this guy was like you know i just got this boat this year man and i don't think it's the one for me yeah you know? and and that's gonna happen you know everybody's gonna upgrade through you know if you started out with a you know 300 hundred dollar walmart special that's fine you it's gonna th- that happens but you know when you start to drop some money on a get out there and if it costs you 50 bucks that might be the difference to saving you kind of you know a few hundred dollars you know where you're not turning around within a year and selling it you know unless you're into upgrading every year which a lot of guys are but sure you know it's a big investment to make so yeah big time you know get out there and try and rent them like don't don't just do the little 15 minute thing i I, like i said man i I didn't have that full experience until i got to fish that thing and it it made it Huge difference in my eyes.
1: Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you're going to, you know, some guys don't have the money to drop on a boat like that, you know, and you're going to go out and get a cheaper Walmart Dick's Sporting Good Boat. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, what I would recommend is just saving the money until you can afford that good boat because I think all of us can attest, everybody at Paddle and Finn can attest that that... They,
2: not me <laughs> uh,
1: I do that we all bought cheap boats and then like you know six months later you're dropping the money on a better boat you know yeah. what I mean Yeah, but I mean, it's, that's the thing it, it doesn't matter what boat you're in right. as long as you're getting out on the water and having a great time Yeah, that's like, all, that's all we care about but yeah. you know like you know it, it, here's the thing you know um, going to the big box store buying a cheap boat I've seen so many people, including myself, and I'm talking, you know, when I originally got into this, I bought a kayak from a big box store, read a bunch of reviews. Oh, you could stand fish out of it. Like, I I had that boat for maybe three months, and I sold it. Yeah. And, you know, ended up going to a different brand. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It, at the time, it didn't really matter because I knew it was going to get me back out on the water. Yeah. You know, because I didn't want to spend the time getting my big boat ready to, you know, go back out. Right. New batteries. And yeah. And all that crap. <laughs> so, But, uh, you know, that's just the thing, man. I mean, as long as you're getting off the bank and out on the water having a good time, that's all that matters. But, yeah. you know, beware. You're going to fall in love with the sport. And, yeah. You know, you're going to end up moving up anyway. So, but, yeah, man. I dig it. You got anything else, my man?
2: Um... Yeah, you know what I got also from Rocktown that I really liked? Those NRS shoes, oh, man. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So,
2: you know, I talked to Jay about it. I, I, we were talking about something at Cowan, but I can't remember what it was. But he just he brought up those shoes, man. What are they called? I'm looking I don't at even remember what they're called. That just, I saw them. I was like, dude, those are awesome. But um, when the, the first day that we uh, got in that boat in the big rig FD, I have flip flops on, and I actually kind of have flip flops that are a little t- probably too big for my feet. Um, but the size that was uh, sized down from them are almost too short.
1: So those are the NRS Men's Crush Water Shoes. Crush Water Shoes. They're almost like a tennis shoe. I got the Vibes. They're like a low cut. They almost look like a like a van shoe. Yeah, like both and styles do. Like yeah, those- yeah, yeah. Well, yours look more like a skateboarder shoe. I mean, they both kind of do, but mine is kind of like a like a low-cut Vans. Yours is like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, they make a huge difference. <laughs> me. The soles don't come out on them. Um, yeah. I used to have a pair of Astral's, and the soles were removable. Mm-hmm. But I think that the NRS ones, it's got some more cushion. They're actually comfortable to wear. Yeah. but
2: Well, when I was... Pedaling with the flip flops on the bottom, of my flip flop kept hitting the deck of the boat. boat. Yeah, 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 and so, um, we were at the shop and I was like, Oh, dude, they're having a sale on it, so I was like, Why not? and got them. And dude, those things are awesome. I mean, they grip really well on the pedals, yeah. And you saw me how many times did I almost fall on the, the dock where we're launching from uh, <laughs> like three from, times, and yeah. one of the times I've like dropped the boat. Yeah you did. Yeah. yeah. With Duke and Duke's like, You alright there buddy? Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. So that's what happens when you wearing flip flops on a minimally uh taken care of boat ramp that's covered in green what moss. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh decided when we went to the shop to get that those shoes man and um dude they're awesome man. I, I like them a lot. They felt good, they're comfortable. Um, I think I was reading on Facebook, Matt Ball had, was talking about them on a post and I asked him something about it. He's like, dude, I love these things. And he's like, I actually have a second pair that I just wear around. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, it's yeah. a stylist looking shoe, man. I, yeah. I would rock those shoes all day long. Like, Heck
1: yeah. Yeah. They look good, man. And they're comfortable. You know, they drain really fast. Uh, the water drains out of them really fast. They dry out really quick. I yep. mean, um, super slick man and i think uh the ones you bought they run about 70 something 75 bucks and the vibes are 75 bucks so they're basically the same price it's just a matter of you know which style you want to get
2: yeah and they happen to have them on sale so yeah um i'm used to normally i i don't wear flip-flops a lot of times when i kayak fish Um, I don't wear them all the time I don't I I mean I will like especially if we're in a lake but I fish the rivers so much that flip flops and rivers don't mix well because I tend to get out and wade fish a lot sure and so I ended up buying a pair of the Sims Intruder uh, wet wading boots yeah and they're awesome Um, I love them they're hard to get on and off though because they have a neoprene sock and it's fairly tight yeah but that boot gives me like a peace of mind that I could get out of my boat on the rivers and wade fish around and not twist an ankle or, you know, that sort of thing. I've I can't tell so how many times I've had to laugh at Brad when we get out on the river <laughs> and he was wearing flip flops for all. He finally went and bought some like water shoes of some sort, but dude, he would be so frustrated wearing his flip flops in, in the put put ins and takeouts. But um, the bad thing is, this sounds so stupid. Um, The thing is, is I've gotten some crazy, funny tan lines due to wearing the boots and my flip-flops and my regular shoes. I had this trifecta design going on my ankle. And I was like, man... And it's just those boots after a while, like, I I wouldn't need them for a lake, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, I just... I wanted to make pedaling a little bit easier, and I thought the flip-flops were kind of messing with me a little bit, and they were when they were hitting the, the deck of the boat. So uh, those shoes made a world of difference for me. So, um, you know, thumbs up to NRS. It's a good good idea. I don't know how long they've had those. Do you happen to know? Uh,
1: they've had different styles for a few years now. I forget how many, but they've had them for a while. Um, yeah, they're definitely cool. I mean, it's definitely different. Um, A lot of
2: people are always asking, man, like, what do you, what kind of shoe, you know, footwear are you wearing? Um, And I used to just rock a pair of like New Balance trail running shoes. Yeah. But I used to get super frustrated because being in the rivers, once again, man, all I would do is get loaded up with sand and rocks. Now, these NR shoes are not going to solve that at all. That, that's, you would still have that problem if you're if you're in the rivers but if you're somebody who can handle it you know yeah it'll be good but it's it's not it doesn't have any ankle support it's a it's a low riding shoe it almost looks like a converse like a a low riding converse shoe but it's actually a lot thicker of a canvas material than what a converse is but yeah yeah, yeah. old chuck taylor's you remember yeah those? The old chuck t's <laughs> can't beat those man I know people actually use those for uh, kayak fishing, man. Yeah. I love them. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, I think, uh, no, EJ, EJ wears Vans. Does he? Eric Jackson,
2: yeah. Well, if you think about it, the NRS shoe, man, it, it looks it looks like it's modeled after that design because I think it's got the two little riveted holes. Like, yeah. To help yeah, 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 on the side, like yeah. yeah. So, That's very um, cool. But uh, definitely a good shoe for it, especially if you were, you know, doing the pedal drives, you know. Right, they look better than Crocs too, by far.
1: Yeah, and way more comfortable. That's for sure. That's that's definitely for sure. So, but uh, yeah, man. With that being said, uh, guys, gals, check out the website paddleletternandfin.com. Check out the swag store. Uh, just go up to the top uh, navigation bar, click store, click the logo. We got new t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, you name it, we got it. And uh, if you guys got a question, comment, want us to review a product, hit us up. Email us, paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at paddle, the letter N, and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyotes, Sunglasses, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co., and our newest show supporter, TRC Covers. Yep. Yeah, yep. buddy. Yep. And don't forget about the Plastics Recycling Program. Our man, Eric Richards at Hammered Lures, will take your used, beat up, split in half, chewed on, nasty plastic pike baits. pipe
2: baits? Yeah, pike-eating baits. He'll take yeah. those, right? Yeah, he'll okay. take
1: those too. <laughs> throw them in a little plastic baggie. Throw them in a box Drop them off at the post office. Throw it in your mailbox. Send it to the address in the show notes. My man Eric Richards will take those baits, melt them down, and make new plastics out of them. And then he takes those baits and donates them to Heroes on the Water. What a great cause.
2: Yeah. And another note on that. Keep your Z-Man products separate.
1: Yes. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) don't send Z-Man products. (laughs) Because I talked to Eric. I gave him some. At the Ohio meetup, he tried to melt those down, and it did not work. Oh, really? Yeah, he said it was a sticky mess. (laughs) no Z-Man. No Z-Man. Any other plastics are fine. Um, Send those to Eric. He'll get those made-in-new baits and send out to Heroes on the Water. With that being said, guys, until next time.
2: Tight lines and smooth paddling.
1: Yeah, buddy.